morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty in the morning for this January 23rd, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by MahlerBrothers.com. Go to uh, MahlerBrothers.com for all your golf apparel. Use promo code 1420BROS at MahlerBrothers.com and get 10% off of your first purchase of all your golf apparel out there. It's got some great stuff there, uh, fellow Belly Up member. Anyways, uh, we'll have some NFL chat tonight with 14-20 Dave. He'll be back on the show tonight to uh, break down the uh, the weekend that was the NFL, some great games, some not-go-so-great games, some kind of dud, duds, duds of the weekend. But anyways, we'll get to that later on. But uh, maybe it's time to reevaluate how we follow these coaches and follow these athletes and talk about uh, who we talk about and give uh, people the uh, the due uh, course or the uh, the respect that they, uh, they think that they deserve. Uh, three old school co- uh, coaches in the National Hockey League, three different stories that uh, came out out of the weekend. Uh, we'll start with Daryl Sutter. Uh, on Saturday uh, afternoon, the Calgary Flames, they got the 14-20 boost. They uh, went out and they beat the uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, a great hockey game on Hockey Day in Canada. We'll talk about that maybe on the Flailing Tender podcast later on in the week. But uh, the, the Flames have played a great hockey game. They, they got the win. They, got the, uh, they played hard and the like. Uh, after the game, Daryl Sutter was asked about rookie uh, Jacob Pelche's de- debut in the National Hockey League. Uh, Pelche plays for the uh, the farm team in- that's in Calgary as well, the Calgary Wranglers. Love that they brought that old school uh, look and-, and name back to the old Western Hockey League days back in the early 80s before they left for Hurricanes. They were the Calgary Wranglers. And anyways, people know about that. But anyways, Sutter was asked about uh, uh, Pelche's debut, and then he uh, pulled on, put his reading glasses on, put out, brought out the... Uh, the, the program, the, the the game day, whatever it's called, about the, the stats that happened that day. And he, he asked what number is he and went through his uh, stat line, six minutes played, on and on and on, uh, being a, an absolute ass, in my opinion, about it. Uh, if you don't like the kid, that's one thing. Or if you don't think he deserves to be up, that's another thing. But this kid, uh, he's worked his entire life. His family's uh, p- uh, worked hard their entire lives. I, I know it's a different different way of getting to National Hockey League nowadays. It's, it's, uh, things are just different. They're, they're not better they're just different but the kid he, he's worked hard he got the national hockey league he's having a good season a great season actually with the calgary wranglers of the in the american hockey league and for sutter to make a mockery of this kid's debut uh in the in the post-game presser that's what's going to be remembered by him his family fans across across the way uh it was a it was a real nozzle move by sutter uh he didn't have to do that he could have just said it was a nice debut for the kid he's got a long ways to go to be a, a regular national hockey league but he had a, a nice debut he didn't make any mistakes he, uh, he he did this, he did that right, he did this right. Just be nice. It's not hard. We talked about it last week on the 14, 20 in the morning. It's not hard to be nice. And you, it's it's really, for, for Sutter to go through those uh, those antics the way he did, that it took a lot more work for him to pull that off and for him to think of that ahead of time. Um, it was a nozzle move. Yeah, it was a big win. Yeah, the reporters could have talked about some other things. I'm sure they, they, they I'm sure they did, uh, but for Sutter to go uh, overboard the way he did, uh, I didn't think was appropriate. I think it was kind of a dickhead move. In fact, it was a dickhead move. I'm not even thinking. It, it was a dickhead move. That kid, uh, he deserved better than that. Nobody, nobody deserves to be taught, talked about that way in their National Hockey League debut. If he went out and made a, a horrible mistake and was minus three and, and the like and everything else went horribly, then he could have, uh, then Sutter could have uh, said what he said and gone about things that way. Uh, there, was no, there was no reason for Sutter to 
to uh, make a mockery of that. And it goes back to uh, uh, a battle he's got going with the Trilliving about Pelshi even coming up. He doesn't think that the kid's ready to come up. He thinks he's too small and on and on and on. But anyways, I, I thought it was... Um, it, it was it was a ridiculous move by Sutter to, to to talk that way. People talk that way about another guy. I'm going to talk about about uh, how much of a dickhead Tortorella John Tortorella can be. We'll get to him in a second. But the way Sutter does it, it's pretty much the same way. Sutter can never give a um, a straight answer. It always has to be tongue in cheek, and people find it funny uh, a lot of time. But lately, uh, maybe it's maybe it's me getting old. Maybe it's me, me getting sensitive. But I, lately, he's been a little bit more uh, too tongue in cheek and a little bit too direct. Why can't you just answer a question? Like, why does it always have to be about you? Why why do you always have to be um, the smartest guy in the room and pretending to be the dumbest guy in the room? Like you 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 pretend to be Elmer Fudd and you're not I think it's time for Sutter to actually quit it that move that he pulled on Saturday was unnecessary not needed and I think he deserves a I think that Pelche kid deserves some kind of an apology he's not going to get it and I, it's not a thing that I hope that they do over the airways because then it'll look like it's it's him him being um, a little too sensitive a little too millennial or what, whatever the word I'm looking for is but I don't think it was appropriate for Sutter to do it let's get into Mr. Tortorella um, last week with the Jacob Provorov situation about the the LGBTQ T, I, I didn't get that right this time. LGBQT plus uh, situation. The Flyers had their night uh, last week. Uh, uh, Ivan Provorov decided he wasn't going to play. We all know the story. He didn't want to, uh, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't take part in warm up because, because the, uh, the rainbow themed jersey and the tape and the sticks and things. And, um, Mr., uh, Mr. Tortorella, he doubled down saying, I think he's all well within his right. He has his beliefs. He has this. He, he, uh, he doesn't have to do what he's got to do. Let's go back to beliefs uh, back in 2016, I think it was, with Mr. Uh, Colin Kaepernick and that situation with him taking a knee, fighting for the uh, the, the proper uh, uh, for the, the rights of black people across the country, um, the, the 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 police situation that was happening back then, the the, the all that all that stuff. We all know that story. Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem, uh, and that that whole story got got construed that he was disrespecting the flag, and disrespecting the national anthem, and disrespecting um, uh, veterans and the like and that, that wasn't the case at all it was a way for people to say hey cops are being shitty they're being they're being bad people and and i i mistook it at, at first too and i did a little more research on it it took me about three minutes to do some research on that by the way about what kaepernick was trying to do and why he did it it was drawing attention to, to cops being shitty and that and that's what it was all about anyways back then mr tortorella said anybody who takes a knee or doesn't doesn't stand during the national anthem? They'll be benched. They won't be able to play on my team. So those beliefs are okay for Mister for Mister Tortorella on that one, right? That if that if a person has a belief, they they can't do this. But if a person has a belief for uh, the LGBTQ or against the LGBTQT movement and and, and the like, they they're, they're, they're that that's okay. Tortorella, know your role, man. Like you can't be on both sides of the fence on, on this thing. Like it, it's it's really shitty that, that this comes into the world of sports. But you put yourself out there and you say things are inappropriate. That's going to come back on you. The internet's a funny thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny thing because things stay out there. Yes, you did you did retract on, on your on your verbiage that about what you said about the Kaepernick situation a few years ago, but you still believed it. And did, did you retract your your words and your verbiage because you were getting heat? heat from the media were you getting heat or what or, or did you just did you actually mean what you said because what you said the other day went against 
what it was a person's beliefs and a person's beliefs are this and a person's thoughts are this so you can't be on both sides of the fence on situations man like Tortorella you know your role know your spot you're a hockey coach and like I said last week maybe it's time to take all this crap out of not crap all this stuff out of the hockey world out of the sports world because it becomes into this 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 movement and it becomes this thing that sports isn't about sports it's supposed to be about entertainment and the like but Tortorella you put yourself out there so Tortorella and Sutter you guys got to stop it like you guys got to really know your your thoughts and what you're saying and, and go this way because you're you're twisting minds you're twisting people because this Provorov thing is taking on a beast of its own it's bringing out a lot of um I don't want to say hate, but it's bringing out a lot of disdain for things. And all of a sudden, for some reason, the Provorov jersey is the most sold jersey. So to me, that's people going against the the the, the LGBTQT community. It's it's a pretty bad it's a pretty bad look for the Flyers Flyers fans that this jersey is the most the most sold. It's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. And read it any way you like. And get back to me if you want at fourteen twenty dot com and everything else because that, that's it, that's that's actually facts, man. It's not it's not a coincidence that the Provorov jersey is the most is the most sold jersey in, in hockey right now. It's a bad, bad look for the Flyers, for Tortorella, and the like. They try to do something good, and it got turned into something pretty that's pretty ugly right now. So Tortorella didn't like the Kaepernick thing because the, the belief situation that Kaepernick had and players could have had, but he's okay with one belief system that that Provorov has. There's there's got there's got to be a fine line in there somewhere, and it's not there. So maybe we just got to get it out of the sports world. And it's all together. Sutter, grow up. Tortorella, know your spot. And then the third coach I want to talk about quickly is Bruce, Bruce Boudreau, uh, situation with the Canucks. They just can't not stumble on, on their own feet, no matter what, what goes on there. It's, it's a bad look with them, how they brought in this uh, super coach, Rick Tockett, to, to save the, the world. Tockett has not had a great track record in the National Hockey League, but that's not a big deal. That's neither here nor there. I guarantee the Canucks win two of their next three because they have a pretty weak schedule coming up, and it'll look good on management that the Canucks will have a chance to win a couple of games. And most times when coaches come in, they win two or three, three or four, four or five, and then they go right back to where they were. Because like I said before, and here at 14, 20 in the morning, you, your record says who you are, especially at this this point in the season. There's one team in the history of of, of, of sports, I, I think, that uh, came out of the, the uh, January doldrums. That was the St. Louis Blues in, in 19, I think, to come back and win the Stanley Cup when they were having a, a rough go and Sheena Easton and uh, the glorious song saved, saved their season. So that's the one thing. But anyways, the Canucks, the way they handled the situation we reported here on 1420 in the morning that Canuck was coming uh, that that talk it was coming in to be the, the next head coach and was going to happen sooner rather than later how I heard about it the world knew about it it's it, it's really crappy that that it, that, that stuff gets out because it's still a human being yeah you do you, you, you as a coach in any sport you do get hired to get fired I get it but last year you took a, a, a seemed like a, a very nice man in Bruce Boudreaux uh, out of retirement to come and save your season which he did and you guys you guys were a shitty team you're a shitty team now. You're a shitty organization, and and, and that's and that's just how it is. Um, the way you guys handle your situation, it's it's quite awful. So that's a tale of three coaches. Uh, it's it, it's too bad it has to get this way with these guys, and maybe reporters have to maybe take microphones out of people's mouths. I know it's 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 our, their job. I know it's my my uh, quasi job as a podcaster to get these things out and talk about these things. But just the way it, it all it, it all came about this weekend, these are three grown men. Boudreaux was treated quite quite terribly. Mister Mister Tortorella treated people terribly and Mr. Sutter treated people terribly. And it's not, the, it's not the way to go about doing things. It's not hard to be nice. And in fact, it takes extra effort to not be nice. And uh, yeah, being nice is important. It's, it's, it's really important because people are human beings at the end of the day, no matter, no, no matter how much money you got and the like, it's, it's very important to, to try to be nice. Anyways, today's, uh, that's, that's my rant for the day. We'll do another one tomorrow. Anyways, the Manscaped word of the day for the free uh, beard, uh, beard hedger is shave. Uh, 
just go out to get your picture taken of your beard. You guys know the story. We'll talk about more in 1420 uh, Sports Bar podcast tonight. Anyways, uh, on this day in 1981, Mike Bossy scored 50 and 50 uh, to tie Maurice Richard for 50 and 50 feet. Uh, second, uh, two, he scored two goals in the final minute versus the Quebec Nordiques. He finished that season with 68 goals. What a scorer he was uh, with the uh, those Islander teams of the 80s, a four-time Stanley Cup winner. Bossy was a great, a hell of a hockey player. He had the uh, the white Titan stick opposed to uh, Wayne Gretzky's red Titans. Or was it the other way around? I can't remember. It doesn't much matter. But uh, no, Bossy was one hell of a player. Uh, back injuries got the best of him. He didn't have a long career, but he was one hell of a player. He scored uh, 573 goals in 750 two games but the, the more important one is 160 points in 129 playoff games that's really impressive and happy birthday to uh, brendan shanahan to 2002 uh, olympic team uh, that great uh, salt lake team back then uh maple Leafs president now hockey hall of famer stanley cup champion olympic gold medalist a whole bit 656 goals 698 assists 1354 pe- uh, points 2,489 penalty minutes. That's the impressive thing. He's the only player in in, uh, NHL history to have uh, over 600 goals and uh, over 2,000 penalty minutes. So Shanahan, he was a hell of a player. He's uh, He was a great one anyways. 14.20 in the morning brought to you by Mahler Brothers and MahlerBrothers.com. Use promo code 1420BROS at MahlerBrothers.com. Uh, thanks to Tyler Malaka yesterday. Join me on the Hey Blue podcast. We'll be out later on today. Uh, for all you umpire guys out there who uh, like talking about uh, the, the great sport of umpiring, that'll be up later on. Thank you very much for Tyler. To Tyler, that, that we'll put a little clip on the end of this one. And uh, yeah, 1420 in the morning, man, a busy week here at 1420 World Headquarters. So make sure you spread the good word of our show out there. S- subscribe to our YouTube channel and the like. Anyways, as always, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. At the end of my study, I realized that... Um bring back Jake Lindmeyer. He was right. Every time I worked a game, a Brooks game, Jake would say, hey, you need to open up your zone. You need to call higher. And he was absolutely right. Because I noticed. One, that's one good thing that old Jake was good at. That I, I quite <laughs> yeah. liked him. I, I didn't, I had a, I had a half dozen games behind the plate with uh, Brooks and whoever was going on. And Jake was always good by, uh, that's not up. And I'd look yeah. out, yeah, whatever, Jake. I turned my head. They, he was on the third base side and Brooks are, that's not up. I know. I know. Yep. Okay. Sorry. I didn't say, I didn't say sorry, but you kind of just, uh, you look ahead because there's the ignore, acknowledge, warn, eject, but it, it never got even to the, uh, to the warn, warn. stage with Jake. Yeah. Acknowledge, but no. it was more like, all right. Or else you talk to the catcher, Chance Acres, I think his name was. Yeah. Like he talked to him. Uh, and yeah. You, you talk to him and say, yeah, okay. Tell, tell Jake, yeah. tell Jake to shut up. But yeah, I got it. Or whatever. It's one of those things. Yeah. Like if, that's the thing is that you, and I, I was like that a long time ago. Even when I got back into it in 2019, you were more hitter friendly for a reason instead of pitcher friendly because that's how yeah. I felt. And you, you, you wanted to give the, uh, the the hitters a chance because hit, hitting's hard. It really is. And then like if you uh, if you fail three out of ten times in baseball, you go to the Hall of Fame. And, yeah. And, and that's just factual. So so maybe sometimes you, you give the the batters the benefit of the doubt, and they're and they're more in the, in your ear than a. Um, then a, a a catcher or a pitcher is obviously because a, a a batter will say is that up is that as high as you go is that as far like what they always say and, and yeah. so, so sometimes we we tend to give the batters more leniency than the pitchers than than you give the pitchers and I think it's kind of got to go the other way around and I think to a to a man most coaches on both sides of the ball would rather a bigger zone one to to get more strikes being called and two to get the hitters up their swing. Yeah, exactly. And that's...
The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.